I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. I am Liz Wright. Thank you so much for joining me for today's show. I am super excited about today's show. I am going to be having a conversation with one of my favorite people in the world. He is an international prophet. Um, he is the founder of the of Bridal Glory Ministries International, also Bridal Glory Academy, which is a phenomenal online training school that's about to launch. He is an author of a number of phenomenal prophetic books. All of these things, his fruitful, fruitful life is as a result of his deep, real, authentic walk with Jesus. And that's what I, I love about him the most. I mean, I honor the ministry that he has, but actually he's one of the most humble, pure-hearted men that I've ever had the privilege of knowing. So all of that to really to say and just honor my very special guest today, Mr. Brian Gurin. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you for having me, Liz. Honor you big time and just so grateful to be here. Thank you. Oh, and it's so good that you've been able to squeeze us into your schedule because I know you're super busy. Brian, I wanted to just dive in and ask you to share, if you would, some of the encounters that I know that you've been having with Jesus about the seven spirits of God. Because I know that this is a largely misunderstood subject in the body of Christ or little understood subject in the body of Christ, but Jesus is really speaking about it. And it's so important in this hour because of the awakening that started and what's actually happening in the nations to the bride. And then what's happening in the nations is as we're starting to see the first shoots really of this awakening, this global awakening that's starting, this spiritual awakening. So would you share with us some of what the Lord has shown you? Yeah, I would be be honored to. And, and um, first off though, just want to let the people know how much I love and honor you dearly. I know we met some time ago and, and just, uh, just to sense your spirit and what you carry is so dynamic and needed in the body of Christ. We're super honored. I believe to have you at the Academy teaching our student body. And just, yeah, it's amazing to see powerful leaders like you and women of God that the Lord's raising up to just shake the nations, raise up the bride. And, and I love that our heartbeats so similar in that it's all rooted in deep intimacy with Jesus. So, um, just love and honor you big time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but yeah, and on the seven spirits of God, I'm glad you, you brought that up. You know, um, we're going to be teaching on that as well around the corner. And I believe it's very, uh, very prominent topic on the heart of God. And you see it really um, in scripture almost, almost seven times, honestly, in Revelation a few times in the book of Zechariah, um, Isaiah chapter 11, verse two, as I know you well know, is the mascot um, passage for the seven spirits of God. One of my favorites as of late I've been seeing from an experience where Jesus came with this awakened type encounter, like he says to the church of Sardis in certain versions, he says, wake up to the church. He says, you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. And how he comes to them to awaken them, he says, I am the one who holds the seven spirits of God. It's really amazing because, you know, as we know in Revelation, Jesus comes with a depiction or the remedy of what the church needs in that hour. 
And I believe the awakening for that bride is deeply connected to the seven spirits of God because he describes himself as the one who, it's the only time out of all seven churches where he describes himself as he who holds the seven spirits of God or has the seven spirits of God. And how this started was back in 2006, I was in prayer and it just so happened to be the 40 year anniversary sorry, 100 year, that's right, 1906, the 100 year anniversary for the Zusa Street Revival. And everybody was holding conferences and really pressing in for a new awakening and outpouring, rightfully so, and I think it's amazing. I know they even had a Zusa now, big, big conferences and things like this. Mm-hmm. Well, just around that time, April, almost to the day that the Zusa Street Revival birthed, I go into this profound dream where I see William Seymour and I had studied a little bit, known of him and John G. Lake and Smith Wigglesworth and all these generals that I respect deeply. So I knew him right when I saw him in the dream. I was just blown away. Never said a word. I'm just like jaw to the ground. Like this is, you know, this is William Seymour. It's like an encounter for him in a dream. Yeah, yeah. And so I never said a word. I'm just looking at him. And, and I know we had discussed this briefly before because your encounter, if you could share it too, just blew me away because we had never talked before on how they, they submerge these encounters. But again, the significance of the seven spirits of God and, and the people walking in, in the fullness of it. So he looks at me and I can see in this dream, he's very distraught. He's very unsatisfied and just, um, yeah, just distraught is the best way I could put it. And he looks at me and says two phrases very specifically that were the key, the two keys of the dream tied into the seven spirits of God. I later found out by the Holy Spirit. He said, had I only known, he was shaking his head, very just distraught. He said, had I only known, first phrase, then he immediately switched and said, I was just confused. And then he turns right in front of him was this antique uh, slot machine, like you would see where they, you pull the lever and the numbers and the fruit begin to spin in, in um, three rows. And I knew it was an antique. It was old wooden parts. And and I knew it was from his day, a hundred years ago. It was like an antique. So he he says, had I only known, I was just confused. Then he turns, pulls the lever, and I begin to watch the fruit and the numbers spin. And they were just slowing down, about to stop on all three sevens. I knew, like I knew my name by the Spirit, that they were going to stop on all three sevens. And right before they stopped, I came out of the dream. And that same emotion that he had was superimposed on me by the spirit of supernatural. I could feel it now from him. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me that the three sevens, three is often prophetic for the number of the spirit, was the seven spirits of God from Revelation, uh, sorry, Isaiah eleven two. And the Holy Spirit said, you were looking into his day. That's why the machine was from his day. And they almost saw the fullness of the seven spirits of God come into fruition upon a people in the body of Christ, but they were lacking two out of the seven. And those two were, had I only known, was the lack of the spirit of knowledge. If you don't know, you lack the spirit of knowledge. And I was just confused, which is the lack of spirit of understanding. When you're confused, you don't understand. Which honestly, back in... 2006, I was more bent on like the power of the supernatural still am. I love everything Jesus. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but it was very interesting because these are more revelatory by nature, knowledge. And then you really start looking at the seven spirits of God. Most of them are revelatory wisdom, understanding, knowledge, you know, um, counsel, might, 
the reverential fear of the Lord and the Holy Spirit himself. And I love in Revelation, you even see where these seven, these same seven burning spirits, the seven spirits of God, are burning before the throne, meaning God makes no even decisions without governing, governing through them. They're, they're the lens by which he sees and governs through. And so the Holy Spirit spoke to me that you were looking into their day, and that's why the revival came and went. It lifted because there was a couple of weak link there's links there, sorry, in the seven spirits. But he said, your generation will see the seven spirits of God completely residing upon a generation of people. And, and when the spirit spoke that, that distraught feeling he had instantly lifted in joy in this gratification, this, this exuberant fulfillment came. It was all by the spirit, which you know how that happens. And uh, so it kind of started me on this journey where I knew there was a great significance in the heart of God, that there would be a people like Jesus that we know was the perfect embodiment. He walked in the fullness of the seven spirits of God and um, that a last generation. And I believe when you see a company fully yielded to the spirit as such, where the seven spirits of God are in full measure and residing upon a people, you'll see a move that will have no end. It'll sustain until the Lord's return. And uh, so I love that. I just thought it was really powerful and uh, just think it's something really to dig into as a people. Oh my goodness, Brian. I mean, honestly, I am so stunned because I've not heard anybody else have this kind of revelation. Um, just to give you a synopsis and everybody listening right now, this is, I just believe this is a very special moment for all of us that as we share what the Lord's been giving us with this regard, this, there's an activation happening, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the seven spirits of God are a description. Each one are carrying virtues, mm. aspects of the fullness of who God is, right? Totally. When, um, this is years ago, I was trying to remember when you said 2006, I was trying to remember when I had the first encounter um, with Jesus and I had no theological grid. I knew Isaiah 11. with regard to the seven spirits of God it just you know I've just always been Jesus 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 and more Jesus you know but it's all so I was worshiping just to keep it brief I was worshiping with two friends of mine and I suddenly was just taken in the spirit and I found myself fully immersed in heaven and I saw Jesus there were the there were the seven spirits of God Mm. and they were before the throne and Jesus was behind them and he was looking at me and I immediately knew that he was looking at me and as he was looking at me he was looking at the bride Mm. all of us corporately and he handed me the second one from the left as I was looking at them the second spirit from the left and I immediately knew like that infused knowledge you know that comes into us from the spirit of God I immediately knew it was the spirit of knowledge Mm. why when you just said it was the spirit of knowledge that they knew that they lacked Mm -hmm. And so, but it was, it was very specific. The spirit of knowledge was being given to the bride. I came out of that experience completely undone. There was more to it, which I'll share another time, but completely undone. I knew I had, I had received that spirit. Wow. And, the, and then I began to move in ministry in an, in an 
an exponential revelatory gift, supernatural, you know, like we both know, it's not us. We yield, you know, we yield and let go. And it's the spirit of Jesus moving through us that produces the fruit. And so then moving on quickly, I then had another two encounters over the years, again, to do with the spirit of God. The next one, the, the seven spirits of God, the next one was I was in worship again one day with a friend of mine, went boom, straight up, spirit realm opened, and I was in an experiential vision, in an encounter. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came, and he brought a lady from the cloud of witnesses that I knew in my spirit was a lady called Frances Metcalf. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who she was at the time. I've since researched her, met people, met her, her grand, uh, her, her spiritual son, James Maloney, you know, oh, um, way. Wow. so she led the Golden Candlestick ministry in Idlewild in California. So they had decades of extraordinary prayer meetings. They forerun as the bride. Jesus brought her and her, she was wearing a bridal garment, which she then laid over me. I felt out under the power of God in his presence. Mm-hmm. She laid over me again. I was representative of us corporately, the bride, and you know, as I received this bridal garment that they had forerun as a small little community that had broken through into a phenomenal supernatural capacity mm-hmm. all those years back that went on for decades. And then um and then as soon as the, the garment was placed over me, the seven spirits of God came around me and moved into me. And I came out of the experience understanding that there was going to be the receiving of us corporately of the seven spirits of God. And that in our generation, we would begin to radiate mm. and, and manifest all that they represent. And it's to do with the fullness, us moving into the fullness of radiating God in this hour. And I mean, I'm, we're obviously saying enormous things and only God can do this, but this is what he's been having me experience for years and so therefore come in agreement with and then the third one was again I I was in worship we were I was I think I was at a conference and um, we were in worship and again boom up in heaven saw the seven spirits of God they came around me again immersed into me and then I was given this huge scepter which represented unprecedented levels of authority that we as the bride would move in in this hour wow so and then connected to the seven spirits Yes, and it was all to do with the administration of the fullness of the expression of the seven spirits of God that would come through us, that we would literally radiate Christ in his fullness in this hour as we come into a time of awakening that will never stop, that never stop. And it's not look like anything in the past. And so I've been living this for years. And then the final one that I'll share, and then I want to dive back and focus on you, Brian, because I just feel like for everybody watching right now, the, the Lord is doing something. He's doing something profound. And it's, this is for all of us. So the last one is, I, again, Jesus started to bring, you know, our precedent is the, is the Mount of Transfiguration, as we know. Elijah and Moses came from the cloud of witnesses to talk with Jesus, just to give people some help from, this is all over scripture. You know, these people are very much alive in heaven, as Brian and I both know, you know, but um, by the Lord's grace. So Jesus brought the Apostle Paul to me a number of times. And the time that I wanted to just share with you is he, he put his head against my head. Jesus was there. He put his forehead against mine. And there was an infusion, like an impartation of knowledge. And literally, I felt myself change. And again, this was to do with the bride. Jesus was imparting something that we saw in part in Paul's life. We see it through the scriptures, but it's to do with the end of the age. And I don't know how long that's going to be. You know, none of us do, but... 
we're in the most extraordinary time. There's pressure everywhere in people's lives, but actually, if you look at things from heaven's perspective right now, we're in the most amazing time. So and true. so I felt I literally shifted on the inside and I turned into a crazy wild evangelist with no off button. And I <laughs> literally and I literally felt this shift in us corporately that we would we were going to move into a time where it wouldn't just be an office of responsibility in the fivefold ministry, but we would all become evangelists. But it wouldn't look like it has in the past, and everything's been very valuable. But it would actually look like us all radiating Christ, and that that was connected to the awakening, which was connected to the harvest is being prepared, and it's connected to the the ministry of the seven spirits of God. So, so that's my part in it. Uh, I mean, so, oh my goodness me. So I'm so excited and so encouraged by what you're sharing, Brian, because I feel like we've both received two sides of the same coin, really, to just be in agreement for this to be released exponentially ac across the body of Christ in this time where the bride's being prepared, really like no other time in history, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was blown away. I've not heard all of them, just some from our prior talk. And I, I had just like you, I'd never heard anybody with these type of revelations. So it blows me away. Were you in the UK when you had this stuff? In America and like in the America. UK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are you seeing, Brian, for now? I mean, do you do you see the connection with I mean, obviously, you've got faith in your spirit now that the, the, the ministry of the seven spirits of God is being added to us for this huge awakening that we're all starting to see. What do you see? Yeah, I believe 100%, like you said, and even back from that revelation, that they, I wouldn't have correlated like you from Scripture to even tie in the completion of the seven spirits to an awakening that would be all sustaining to us. You know, I just don't think like that. And, but the revelation was just like you said, that's what's so wild that, that you heard it the same. But I believe amidst so much more, of course, that the Lord's doing, awakening his bride, calling a company that like the, the root foundation of all that they are is, is deep infatuation with Jesus. You know, the I'm seeing the motives being shaken off of a lot of people that will allow the Lord to do it. The jockeying for position, the status, you know, all that stuff that, that you see creep in as well. And, and I understand it, but I, I see a lot of that, that where people are allowing the Lord to yield them, mold, they yield and, and mold them into what he's calling them into, that a lot of that's being shaken off. And it's coming down to just pure intimacy, doing what he told them to do. And, uh, but yeah, the seven spirits of God, I believe are a big, big part, an integral part, for, again, from the revelation, revelation of 06. And like you just said, the ones you had, I believe you're going to need a company operating in the fullness of all of them, because I believe not only, like you said, will it, you know, exemplify the fullness of God, but also I believe, and I'm not a very dark focused person on the enemy, or yet we know it's, it's very real in scripture, but I do believe when we are missing some of the fullness of the seven, seven spirits of God, it by default leaves a doorway open, if you will, or a, a weak link in the chain where the enemy can capitalize on it. And I believe that's what you can see at times and kind of what uh, I believe happened in Azusa. So I believe it just, um, you know, exemplifies the fullness of God, like you said, but also makes us hard to stop, if you will, because it's, it's like Jesus walked in the fullness of the seven spirits. So completely agree with what, what you're saying. So amazing. Mm -hmm. Such an amazing time, isn't it? So, and obviously that's, you know, your passion is to see the bride rise, hence the, 
Bridal Academy, you know, what you're, you're putting together now. Will you share a little bit more about that for us? And for obviously people who are watching, who are desperate to know more and to grow in Jesus in this hour, you know, I think everybody would agree with you. Gone are the days of the political spirit and jostling for position. And by the grace of God, we're just, I think we're walking in another level of humility right now. We in realization of our desperation for Jesus, our hunger. Yeah, we absolutely need him, you know, and he, he is our fulfillment. He is our everything. Yeah, so good. No, he is. We're, we're helpless without him. And like you said, he, he's literally everything. Yeah, the academy. So we've been doing these schools, these online schools, kind of quarterly, you know, um, that, that have really grown since 2015. And we're in every continent of the world now, not Antarctica yet. But, um, but and we didn't know that. It just came out of waiting on the Lord and just seeing the blueprint from, from, from God. And so since then though, around three years ago, I felt um, God speak about this Academy format. It just, the, the wind on it, the timing wasn't there. And now it's, it's here. And it's funny. Um, it's like, I didn't know either about this whole thing that was going to hit the earth. Just like you, you didn't with these shows, you, you just forehear things and then stuff happens. It's like, Oh my goodness, the timing, just like God, how ironic. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's, that's the sole purpose. You know, we want it to be full, teach and train, make disciples, the go of the gospel, the great commission, minister to widows, orphans. We want to raise people up to live out the full Bible, all of Jesus. But simply put, mainly, you know, the main foundation of it all is like you said, to raise up a bride with lamps full of oil, the, the five versions with extra oil and yeah. That's what I love so much about you. Uh, it, you know, we, me and you can go off in revelations and we love the Lord and miracles and the supernatural. We were ministering together in California. The meetings yeah. were bananas. It was amazing, wasn't yeah. it? And just to watch you and, and the glory. But like, you'll find us always come back to that, that main thing, just loving him and trying to come on with him in spirit, you know? And so that's what it really is. And, yeah. and uh, we're seeing a lot of traction already. We only announced it. Uh, a few weeks ago and now there's people all over the world coming in. So we're excited just trying to love Jesus better and teach others to do the same. So Yeah. Yeah. Helping people know how to go into him in a sustained way and live in the new creation reality and the bridal walk of intimacy where we just, yeah, all of our needs met in him. Right. I'll never forget that when we were, when we were um, speaking together in California, literally, I mean, I think that was, well, it was one of the most powerful events I've ever been in, actually, where you you were on the platform, you know, and you were sharing and but you could see you, you could see your whole heart. And I think that's the difference, isn't it? When when the Lord undoes you and he's just stripped you of everything else that's a, as a priority in your heart, you know, he gets first place and you just fall in love with him. I could see that about you. You had your you have so truly authentically fallen in love with God with Jesus and as you your whole sort of countenance was towards him like your whole being was towards him and as you spoke I'll never forget it I think I told you at the time Holy Spirit came in the room and honestly family out there listening it was just so holy and the whole place was erupted and none of us were doing anything (laughs) 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 we sat down and we just let god be god and there was just holy chaos people bodies flying everywhere and people getting healed and crutches like no longer needed and you mean just god being god right this is the gospel it's just amazing it's so good yeah 
it's just like laid down lovers like you say we're just the the one thing is is the most he is the focus yeah it's so true it's so true yeah if he'll show up i'm I'm so glad to get out of the way because he's he's the whole reason we're there anyway to be honest with you i can talk and just preach or teach if we we need to but if he'll show up it's like no no use you know he's here so i love that can 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 i be naughty and, and ask if we can get inside your relationship with Jesus a little bit. Of course, of course. Because, because obviously, you know, I'm sharing here, honouring the fruit of your life, but it really is, you know, the, the profound revelations you have, all that you're walking in, the signs and wonders and miracles, and but it is all truly, truly because of your simple relationship with Jesus, where you just do live a life of devotion. Mm-hmm. So what, for people who are maybe struggling right now, you know, who are watching that, whatever's going on in in their lives what would you advise people to do right now how do you maintain your connection with jesus yeah such a great question and we love it even if we have time for you to expound because i i think the same of you and we'd love to hear but um you know it's funny as as i've been in ministry for quite a number of years now i travel quite a bit as you do and, and you start to see a lot of different walks in life and you realize a lot of different uh, people are at different places, just a plethora of depth and spirituality. And so I've become more kind of casting the net to hopefully hit them all. And because um, I'm, I'm at a place now and you're always growing and wanting to learn more. You, you can never exhaust the fullness of Jesus. And that's what I love. Like every day, he's fresh manna that you've never quite tasted like that before. The life that's on his presence and voice, you know, the fragrance, there's just something about him. And, uh, he just messes you up. But for people abroad to answer that question, you know, I, I remember when I was in Bible college, my early days, I didn't know a whole lot as far as posturing or how to, how to connect with God, if you will, just simply put. And so I knew it was assemblies of God. I was, I grew up, you know, I was raised in non, non-denominational church. So I knew like praying in tongues, um, read the Bible and like sing songs. It was very simply put. And I think sometimes that helps for even some that may be listening and that's all they, they don't know a real connection, how to connect with God. And what I would say is, you know, if you feel the stirring, which I believe you will, and even listening with myself and Liz, if you just begin to yield yourself to a place of being with him, then wherever you, you feel you're at, whether it's some great maturity level or not, I, I love that God will meet you there. If you go, wholeheartedly after him you know jeremiah 29 13 says the day you seek me with all of your heart that's when you'll find me and hebrews i love he says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and so i can remember early days for me it doesn't have to be this way for everybody but sometimes for me in my journey and process it was um really just going for it and and I, i didn't realize i look back now and i was working out a lot of my having yield my soul to the spirit his presence was there He's the fountain of life, always ready to be dipped into and drink, you know, drank from. Mm-hmm. But it was my being able to connect in my obscurity on trying to hear him. And uh, the more you do it, it's like riding a bike or bankers with money. That, that They're around it so much that as soon as counterfeit comes in, they can tell. And I would just encourage somebody just begin to spend time with him. Not a legalistic thing, but a holy infatuation, a devoted, radical love and Sometimes discipline's good, though. You see it in Scripture, too. I believe, I love to say that discipline leads to delight. 
And you want to live out of a place of delight. You know, the Bible says strive to enter into rest. But sometimes I've been in this place plenty and sometimes people are here, they're just busy in their soul, have a lot going on. And you have to sometimes apply discipline to then enter into rest. And I like I liken the secret place often to a kite. And, and sometimes when you just start to fly a kite, it's it's rough at first. You gotta run and put more effort and try and get wind and and you know put more focus. And then once it hits the high heights of those who wait upon the Lord, Isaiah 40. They'll mount up on wings like eagles. You begin to catch this wind of the spirit and it takes you so high that then there's so so much less effort on your end. You're just holding the string, coasting in the wind of his presence. And, and so it encourage people that are deeper and, and not as long in it to just go be with the Lord, do what you know, be sincere in the heart and, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll meet you where you're at, begin to pull you into deeper places. You know, because for me, it was praying in tongues, reading the Bible. And then later I started finding out I had an encounter that opened up the seer realm and I would start to see and wait upon the Lord to see what he would say to me. And, and there was installments along the way, but, um, yeah, I would encourage, I love Eric Gilmore always says, just do it. Like, just be with him. You know, how do I encounter the Lord? Like, how do I spend time with him? Just do it. <laughs> That's normally the problem. Yeah. When the secret place is, uh, I forget how he words it exactly, but, um, if you'll just make a, he, he's, Jesus says, I am the manna that came down from heaven, meaning, daily bread the man came down every day and if we'd make that time for to be with him um he'll he'll meet you he'll take you deeper and you'll notice his voice will become more clear and you become like that what you spend time with so you become more into his likeness and, and be, become consumed by him and and that's all that started happening in, in ministry i started realizing places i was tapping into in secret we're starting to overflow in public. And I was like, Oh, you know, I didn't know. I started connected to it was by accident really on my part. I just loved him. Like I do today, very simply minded. And, and I would start, you know, as you know, I would start to get enveloped, enveloped by realms of his presence and they get on you. It's the anointing you're painted with certain aspects of him. And then you just go out in public to love people. Like he tells you and that same aspect starts dumping out and it's the whole abide in me. Let my words abide in you and then you'll bear fruit. And so, yeah, I would encourage people to abide in him daily bread and just go for it and enjoy the journey. Yeah. I love your language, Brian. I love the fact that you make him so accessible, you know, because you're, it, it, I, I love what you say that it's, it's authenticity. It's your authentic searching for him. Just the eyes of your heart, just seeking after him. Yeah, it's so good. Even that tiny little bit of hunger. Mm -hmm. It's so holy for him, isn't it? It translates into his heart as our authentic love, our tiny little weak attempts to reach out to him. (laughs) It's so true. Because he loves us. He's in love with us. And that's real. That's real authentic love. and, And just sitting there in the simplicity of the moment, just wanting to reach to him you know you know like brian said i encourage you family just sit down find somewhere quiet for 10 minutes even in the midst of you know your life in the mornings and just have that as a discipline give it to him like a date you know give it to him to come and just as you turn the eyes of your affection it's so good to him the attention of your heart to him and even i mean one of the ways i go in is through the word I love the Passion Translation of the Bible. Oh my goodness, I'm just always wrapped up. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been in Paul's letters for about three years, I think. Oh, wow. Since it came out. But yeah, it just um, 
sitting there using the word of God as a doorway, you know, but like you, just with that really raw childlike simplicity of heart, it's not, it's for children, isn't it? The kingdom of God can be received as children. It's not, it's complicated. There's not 52 steps to being intergalactically enlightened. It's just the simple posture of the heart. I need you, Jesus. Completely. It's so good. And the more you go on, the more you realize you really do desperately need him, don't you? We were created for him. He is the only fulfillment. And, and when we taste him, there's no comparison. We're ruined for everything else. Mm, so true. So good. Yeah, and I love, like, like you're saying, too, to leave it. And I've learned this just over the years. And uh, to, to leave it broad enough, too, because I believe, like you're saying, it's, it's authentic and real to each individual. And their, even their, their posture and con connectivity to God, I've learned, is very different from person to person. And, and that, that's what I think is the beauty of it. It's very relational very custom to each individual and so um while yet i may have some certain what but the door the word for sure lately it's been awesome i'll use my morning uh time as more presence and and just being with him whether it's praying in tongues waiting in silence soaking just pursuing him worship whatever it may be and i'll drop back a second part of the day and get in just the word and it's just as strong a presence though on the word like you said it's a doorway 100 percent you know and I'll sit there and just camp out and sometimes it's going through a good bit of content or sometimes it's just, I'll get stuck on one verse and I can't get past it and just chewing on it, Jesus and go through it. And, and, uh, but what I love is, is yet to encourage people. It's funny. Like even my, my daughter is, I have an 18 year old daughter and my son Judah is 16 and they're so different on how they're, they're wired and their makeup and even their approach to God. And as a father, I had to learn that, even raising them from, from young. And, and I think it's awesome to let people be them even, because that's how God created them, to how they would relationally connect even with God, you know? And so I think, I love that you, you point that out, but you know, we feel the need sometimes to leave it broad enough so people can be them. Because that's, like you said, it's holy and pure and it's, it's real. And that's what he connects to versus trying to, copy or, oh, they're doing this, I need to do this, you know, and sometimes you can get down trails that there's really not wind on for you because it's not authentic to who you are and how you would connect with God, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I loved, I loved when you just said there was such a lot of weight on it as you spoke, um, was literally how we become what we behold. Yeah, it's so good. Beholding him, he gets on us, you know, yeah. and um, oh, I feel the Holy Spirit really strongly on that. Wow. Yeah. You know, that it's a supernatural dynamic, isn't it, of our relationship with him. And just, I mean, so many of you out there will know this, but just I encourage you right now, everything that Brian and I have been speaking about, you know, the seven spirits of God, the awakening, this whole time where, we're, where the, the, the entire bride of Christ globally is going to shine Jesus. We're going to radiate Jesus and the, the world is waking up right now. You know, that's why so, there's so many different spiritual conversations going on you know all over the world and and people are searching for truth and we have the privilege of radiating him you know being with him in the secret place and like you said you know you go in and what you're living in the secret place in your relationship with him that heart-to-heart -heart communion and what he's infusing you with of himself then comes out in public you know and 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 some you know, and he just he makes it look so awesome, doesn't he? But we know it's nothing to do with us. It's him. <laughs> it's an anointing. <laughs> you know, it's it's so funny when you 
sometimes when we're sharing at conferences and you know you, you come off the platform and people come over and talk to you and you've been shining and radiating God and you then they talk to you and you can see they're slightly underwhelmed you know <laughs> <laughs> it's so true that's awesome sorry that was an anointing that's Jesus yeah, you know, that's but, but yeah I mean I, I think that's one of the the beautiful things isn't it that the more we're able to be with him and commune with him and have him meet our every need and be everything that we we need him to be for us you know he expands his nature inside of us and his presence holds us and fills us and before we know it our nature and his nature has become so comprehensively fused together we Mm. literally are shining the lord you know, yeah, that's so good. Him and feel him and experience the fragrance of Christ you know, from our life. And that's so obvious in your life, Brian. And I know you wouldn't necessarily say that about yourself because you're so humble, but it's so obvious when you're, you know, when we're around each other, you just you can see you're a man who just sits quietly with the Lord, who prioritizes his presence and then lives, runs in the nations from that, from the secret place, actually. And you, and you can see that as well. You you connect. You protect the connection with God in your interior life mm. all the time. It's like I see that in you that you go slow on the inside, even in the midst of your busyness. You're aware of where. Yes, so oh, true. That well, first off, thank you, thank you so much. It means more than you know, and super encouraging. But that's wild. You're you're real accurate. <laughs> you're reading my mail right now. That's so good. <laughs> Yeah, those of us that love you and are pretty privileged enough to be up close and personal, you can see it, you know, so oh, wow. see it. So, but that's the most important thing, isn't it? And it really is like, you know, just be encouraged, everybody watching and listening. This is, this is the way we were created to live, you know, and, yeah. it's, and it's not complicated. It's accessible. It's for all of us. It's not just for a few of us. It's, this is our, this is the secret life and the fruit of it, you know, and, and the most important thing is that we protect our connection with him in ways like you're sharing, you know, just spending time with him every day, being authentic, real. Yeah, so good. It's amazing. It's amazing life, isn't it? We 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 are so <laughs> privileged, and it's I, I am so passionate. I told you I turned into a crazy evangelist. <laughs> so awesome. You're like a hybrid. You're you're like you're everything. <laughs> no, really, you're you're a mix of all everything. It's so awesome. I'm seeing that more and more. I don't know if you are, but like these. <laughs> Swiss Army knife, Holy Ghost, that they got every blade there is, you know. Right. Evangelist, right. prophet, and, and you know, and it's I think it's beautiful. Yeah, because yeah. I see you flowing in so much, it's incredible. We do we do I think it well because Jesus did, didn't he? And I think it's the true. more we're getting out the way and just loving him and letting him take over and be God through us, his body. Wow. The more we're seeing that. I'm I'm the same as you, I'm seeing it all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so good. In finishing, can um, would you pray for everybody listening? Brian, would you just go into your beautiful communion with Jesus? Of course, be honored to. Whatever He says, whatever you want to speak, I know you just you speak His heart. So whatever you want to share, it goes wonderful. Because I know this is a life changing conversation for a lot of people. You know, yeah, definitely. More for everybody, right? <laughs> There's more. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So uh, each and every one listening, if you could just begin to see the Lord, you know, David wrote, I set the Lord always before me and he is the gateway to all of life. Nobody but comes to the father, but through Jesus. So as you begin to see him now, we'll pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for you. 
Come Holy Spirit. God, I pray even now, uh, each and every one in your homes, in your cars, wherever you're at, uh, receive right now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you for what uh, myself and Liz were talking about with the seven spirits of God. Let a fullness of all of who you are, Lord Jesus, possess your people. Wow. Awaken your bride. Call us higher. To be a supernatural awakening deep within their spirit. To be a union with you like never before. Those that are joined to you are one in spirit. I pray for intimacy. This is the, the top would pop off of that whole paradigm. It would be deep, deep intimacy, encounters like never before. The word of God, I pray, would come alive and just pull people into encounters of who you are. And just see people weeping, weeping from being overwhelmed with your intimate presence, sustained pockets and windows and days and hours of remaining in your glory and people weeping by intimacy and going out, like Liz said, as light bearers in the earth. Light bearers, it's like swords of light. I don't know why, why that is, but swords of light in the earth from sustained glory and intimacy with you. And even now, God, I thank you for Liz, amazing end time bridal realm mouthpiece ambassador of christ i just speak a blessing over her her ministry ex exponential grace favor abundance like never before thank you and we love you jesus be glorified in jesus name amen, amen. amen. <laughs> oh my goodness brian there's so many revelations flowing through my spirit right now. We could talk for hours. Please come back and have another conversation. <laughs> of course, anytime, anytime. Such a joy. I'm away. I didn't hear all of the seven spirits ones. Yeah, I can tell you were probably just sharing like four out of 40. I, was just, I just had my one from like 2006. <laughs> just incredible. Wow. So good, so rich. Oh my goodness. And this is for everybody. Just so be encouraged. Same Jesus, same Holy Spirit in yeah. all of us. Every single one of us is supposed to be a living epistle, right? Carrying the revelation of Jesus. Yeah. So, so the world can remember who they are. So yeah. yeah. I mean, Brian, thank you so much for being oh. on today. It's really, really precious time together. Of course. Such an honor. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Bye. And thank you so, so much, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Really, really special episode today. I knew it was going to be. And have an amazing week and look forward to being with you again next week. We love you. God bless.